when the ball is that close to the goal line, especially on prom time anyway, but when that ball is that close to the goal line, the officials review that every single time. They were they go back or that they take a second to say, hmm, did he cross the plane? He I mean, he's right on the plane marker. Let's let's make sure. No reviews. It was absolutely no reviews on second and third down in the the egregious, the horrible. That was one of that had to be top three worst call I've seen this season in offsides. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, Joy Mackey, a.k.a. J-Mac. On another episode, to recap, a very, very abysmal, disappointing, unfortunate loss uh, in Detroit, Michigan. The Broncos drop uh, their seventh game of the season, dropped to 500 um, by a score of 42-17. to This is a very, very all-around uh, definitely one of the rougher losses of the season. Um, yeah. Dan, uh, Dan Campbell, uh, one of the apprentices of uh, Sean Payton, gets the best of him in this game. Um, really sucks, man. Ben Johnson for the Lions called a great game. Um, before we go and jump into like all of, like all of our takeaways and everything, before we go ahead and like start criticizing, you know, certain like officiating or Broncos or the Lions or whatever, I just want to say like, and I usually don't ever say this, but GGs to the Lions, man, they're. I will say they're a pretty fucking good football team. I have a lot of respect for Lions fans, Lion, the Lions football organization, the coaching staff, and I, I just want to put that out there. Like GG's to uh, a lot of the Lions fans out there. But yeah, all around, just a rough game on the Broncos and offense, defense, special teams. Really, just got their tails kicked. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, all the Lions um, coaches and players over there. They put together a really good uh, game plan and everything. Um, but. J-Mac, how are we feeling after the game, brother? It's a tough loss. Broncos 7-7 seven seven now. Well, what, what's your first thoughts? Um, I mean, it, it's like you said, it's a tough loss. All in all, though, I'm not really too upset about it. I said, you know, a long time ago before the Bills game that I thought we could have lost six out of – we had to go six and eight. I mean, I'm sorry, win six out of our next eight to yeah. really have a chance at making the playoffs. And, I mean, the two losses we kind of predicted. Like, you know, obviously, you know, we all picked the Broncos, but uh, I mean, we picked that there was two games we we're going to lose. It was going to be to the Texans and the Lions. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And I think, um, you know, this this game was kind of more like the Texans game. You know, a lot of stuff we beat ourselves. But, you know, kudos to the Lions. The Lions are actually a really good football team. And. You know, sometimes you get smacked in the mouth and there's really nothing you can do about it. But, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I even see some people on Twitter saying, you know, sometimes once in a while a, a team on a hot streak just uh, – they get humbled. That's kind of yeah. – you kind of see it in the NFL every now and then. You see it happen to the best football teams. It it happens. I'm not trying to give excuses. We're, we're about to literally pour on a bunch of, you know, uh, <laughs> cri- criticizing of th- different players and coaches and whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just to, you know, for our intro and everything, like it happens. Like it, maybe th- this team did need a humble humbling. But the bad part about this is, though, we talked about this this game. Even though it's against an NFC opponent, you really did need to win this game because yeah. you obviously, if they if we win out, we're probably going to be in the playoffs. We, um, we still need a few things to happen as well, though. But obviously, if we go ten to seven, we're like we're likely going to be grabbing that seventh seed. But it makes it much more tougher, man, because you got two divisional opponents. I still think we're sweeping the Chargers. Um, but you gotta you gotta um, as of late, the, the Patriots defensive statistically, they're playing top five in the league right now. Um, it's definitely they're all winnable games. We all can agree with that. But it just makes it much more tougher now. It's a do or die mode. Cause if you lose to the Patriots, your season's over. Like nine and eight is not getting it done. It, by a miracle, you could maybe, but most likely will not, um, especially with teams like the Bengals making a miracle run right now. And um, obviously the Bills aren't out of the race technically yet. So really 10 and 7 is what you're going to need to get it done. So that's what makes this this uh, this loss just a lot more rougher, a lot more tough on the fan base and everything. And um, I, I just hope uh, that the guys can rally around Sean Payton and really, uh, you know, put this loss behind them. Also, you learn from the mistakes, but, you know, head into a head back to Denver, get a big dub on Christmas Eve primetime against the Patriots. Uh, let's go and start off with some of the big, big reasons, main reasons why the Broncos dropped today's game. Number one, I think we could all agree. The offense was just putrid tr- today. Horrible. No production in the first half. Just zero points. I mean, that says that really tells a story. The writing's on the wall. Offensive line had probably their one of, if not the worst game of the season. Passports. I know they only allowed two sacks, but the box score doesn't tell the full story, ladies and gentlemen. The pressure was just ridiculous today. They have Aiden Hutchinson. Derek Barnes is pretty good, but he did get hurt. Like besides that, it's like it's not even that crazy of a pass rush unit. But they just kicked our asses up front today, like on both sides of the ball too. Just mauled us, bullied us, threw us around. Josie Jewell is getting thrown around by Amon Ross St. Brown. I know that he's not a part of the defensive line, but you get the point. Like they bullied us today. It's just my opinion. The main reason we lost today, 
the offense wasn't able to put up points because the offensive line couldn't block to save their life. People are messaging me right now. Javante Williams, only 12 rushing yards. He's, he's washed. He's not the uh, bro. <laughs> nobody was creating any damn running lanes. Oh, man. I get it. You guys want to come straight after me after Javante has a bad game. Go, go for it. But the offensive line could not create any run lanes today could not pick up a blitz to save their life, and they could not protect Russ. I don't want to see anybody saying Russ had a shitty game today. I'm not mad at Russ today. I'm really not. Offensive line, you were ass today. That That's just how I look at it. And on all, on the other side of the ball as well, like I said, that's another reason why we lost. Just got beat up up front on both sides of the trenches today. Yeah, I think it really started. The, the reason why I said I really thought it was similar to the Texans game was because Beginning of the game, you know, open and drive. We had a chance to go down there and, t- and take a 7-0 lead. And, you know, they send the blitz to the side. You know, we, we it was a play-action boot. They called the blitz to the perfect side. Got Russ. Um, caught Russ off surprise, and the fumble happened. It was similar to the Texans game because, remember, open and drive. Corlin Sutton had that big drop where if he catches that ball, I think we finished that drive with a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and I think that those plays really changed the way of the game. I don't think it was just the offensive line play to Terrible. I'll shout out to Aaron Glenn because I thought it was going to be a, uh, it to me. It was kind of 50 50. I know people are going to say the offense. I mean, you said the office had a terrible game. I mean, it was just blitzes. I mean, the offensive line, they really did what they could, but they sent so many different blitz packages. Brian Branch or whatever safety it was, literally coming from his safety spot, blitzing full speed all the way down to Russ was, was huge. Um, Russ almost, he should have fumbled more times than, than he did. Just all of the blind side, they were pulling all of his blind side, just blizzard come from everywhere. And they found kind of a recipe on how to stop this offense is just blitz and get, get Russ out of rhythm. Uh, but yeah, I will say the, the running the football, I thought it was going to be way better than what it was. Javante had no running lanes. Nobody really had any running lanes today. Um, that's why I kind of, I thought we would kind of see Russ running a little bit more, but we didn't, but, um, I think the offensive line, they did what they could. I mean, when you, when you're blitzing and you, you kind of saw the Broncos try to put guys in there to chip and it just didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> like it wasn't that eight, Aiden Hutchinson didn't need to be chipped. He wasn't the guy really getting home. The guys getting home was the safeties and the, uh, the linebackers blitzing in the, the, the slot corners. But I want to say really the, one of the main reasons why we lost this game was just, we got picked apart. It was no pass rush. Usually guys get home on some plays, but we got picked apart. And I think, you know, we just couldn't get that one stop. Um, I'm going to go on another reason why I feel like this game didn't go our way. But the main reason was we got picked apart. Um, Fabian Moreau, it was one of his worst games, but I won't really blame him. I mean, he it was really good coverage. A lot of guys just made some incredible catches. Golf put it on the money, which I really didn't expect him to. But, yeah, I mean, golf just picked us apart. Didn't really matter what matchup it was. Um, they exploited the, the all the matchups all across the board, really. And, yeah, golf, golf just picked us apart, man, plain and simple. No pass rush. Also, the reason I'm not even, like, I know 42 points is crazy and people are already calling for Vance Joseph's job again. Like, that's going to do anything at this point in the season. Um, but they're, they're saying this is a repeat of the Miami game. It's, no, no, it's not, it's not like close it. to that. But, yeah. Like the reason I'm saying that and I'm defending the defense is because they were on the field for the entire fucking game today. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were. the entire first half. I literally, you, you, you can judge Fabian Moreau or whoever else you want all day, but they were on the field more than the offense was. Like the the Broncos, they win the, the way they win football games is they have to win the turnover battle and the, give the offense good, you know, field starting field position like almost every drive it feels like. And you also have to dominate the time of possession. And the Broncos just got completely swept in both of those 
you know, today. Obviously, takeaways wasn't really a big difference in this one. It was really just a, a one to zero. But um, we it feels like this team, you have to at least win the turnover battle by one or uh, at least two for us, to, for us to barely win games. Like, and I said it, I said this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. After the Texans game, too, it's like, I feel like if this team does not win the turnover battle, like you saw in that CJ with CJ Stroud not turning the ball over, that whole Texans team offense, it feels like we're guaranteed to lose. Like I know we were so close to winning that game, but like when you're losing the turnover battle three to zero, four to zero, whatever it was, like it feels like you're just guaranteed to lose. You're being yourselves. Um, but today, man, we just got outplayed. Like you said, Aaron Glenn called a hell of a game. He knew exactly how to attack this uh, Sean Payton offense. And honestly, we it, it felt like there was always just like an extra rusher than we had blockers. So I will give them the benefit, benefit of the doubt for that. But I do feel like several, like Ben Powers, pass protection was not great today. Um, I feel like a few other players were just, their one-on-one matchups, they didn't handle the job. Like, we just got outworked, man. We got outplayed. We got outperformed, outcoached. That's really the way, it, it sucks to say that, man, because Sean Payton, we were literally just calling him the head coach of the year front run. And, and I still think he could, he could take that home, but it's a tough game, man. Uh, the Lions, they deserve the credit, man. They're they're legit. They're legit. So Yeah, I, in my opinion, I think from top to bottom, the Lions definitely have a top three coaching, like a coaching staff in the league. I mean, that that's just my opinion. I really like what they got going over there. Ben they know Johnson's ridiculous. Yeah, Ben, but Aaron Glenn, he isn't – I mean, they don't really have a lot of great players, but, I mean – he showed today again why he gets head coaching interviews. I, I know I talked about him like that defense has been playing bad, but it's not really all on him. I mean, he showed me today he knows how to call a game and he knows how to play to you mean you got what you gotta do, man. He because he knows the secondary is terrible. So how to how to show that they're not that bad, just send a few of them, just send a safety or a corner on a blitz every now and then and just hope they get home. But um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think another reason why I want to say I, I don't want to blame too much on them. Obviously, more in the game went into this but i mean the refs were terrible like they were awful in this game um i think the broncos i i, I really wasn't too worried we were down 21-0 at half because you know today in today's nfl 21-0 is like i mean it's you guys come back from that teams come back from that every week um so i, I wasn't really too down about that we had a chance to make it a 
two possession game, I think it was, make it 14-28, or was it yeah. I can't remember what we could have made it. And the refs just botched it. They they already they they clearly missed a in another thing at the beginning of the game when, when we were driving the ball really well on third down, Russ hit Troutman. Clear. I mean, just clear helmet to helmet. <laughs> Didn't yeah. call it nothing. And then man, we scored a touchdown on second, third, and fourth down. And I know people are sitting there like, man, the Broncos got to challenge it. Look, I watch a lot of football games. I watch red zone. I watch a lot of individual games. When the ball is that close to the goal line, especially on primetime anyway, but when that ball is that close to the goal line, the officials review that every single time. They were, they go back or that they take a second to say, hmm, did he cross the plane? He, I mean, he's right on the plane marker. Let's, let's make sure. No reviews. It was absolutely no reviews on second and third down in the the egregious, the horrible. That was one of that had to be top three worst call I've seen this season in offsides. And they're talking about some well, the tip of his helmet. Are we serious? It's not a pen that to me, I didn't see nobody offsides. The broadcast said they saw nobody offsides. That really kind of just took the air out of the game. You had to get the field goal, you know. Yeah, it felt so, like that was the breaking point where we yeah, could have made like, it closer. All right, yeah, we're not making a comeback. It's over. Like, you know, because, I mean, look, we got down there quick. We can score, make it a two-possession game. The defense, they're motivated because they're like, okay, I've been scoring. Like, all we need to do is get this one stop, and you never know how the game could go. But, I mean, you make a terrible – and Sean Payton, I don't know why he yelled at Russ. I thought it was hilarious. But I don't know why he yelled at Russ. Um, it was um it was because he, apparently he like changed the play at the line. Yeah, he the made Javante. audible. Yeah, he yeah. made the play to the Javante pitch, but Javante scored. Um, which he'll see on the replay. McLaughlin scored too, and Burton scored, but three touchdowns called back in a row. I mean, that was again. I I, I said I was really hot. I was really pissed because I'm I've never seen that ever happen where the refs just don't review that close to a touchdown. I've never seen that, but I don't want to say we lost this game strictly because of the refs, but I think they did play a huge role and they like it wasn't a, they they were on the Lions side and I know that's part of home field advantage sometimes, but I mean come on man, like Cream Jackson is suspended right now for making helmet to helmet hits like the one on Josh Dobbs and people on Twitter, people everywhere are saying, well, you know, Branch didn't mean it. He didn't. You know, he didn't lean in with his head. Well, I don't want to hear that because our guys get suspended for 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 the same thing. Like it's just the refs, man. They got to do better, and it seems like it's it's in the NBA too. But the NFL has got to do way better than this, man. Because I mean, come on, like <laughs> man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that was very, very, very hard to watch. Three plays in a row where it's clearly evident that they are breaking the plane and it's still <laughs> not being reviewed. It's still not, it's still getting the wrong call on the field. Like it's just right. like it's literally if even if I'm a different even I saw some Lions fans on Twitter, they're yeah, like, like <laughs> Bro, are you serious? Like, this is the way we're gonna call the game, man. Like Ooh. also, I get it. Like they they should have reviewed those, but why didn't Champagne throw a challenge flag? I don't I don't get it. I mean, like he, you know, he should have threw the challenge flag. I'm not going to let him off the hook for that one. But my whole thing is, like, he's thinking, like, let's just hurt, like, the clock is still, I don't know. I feel like he should have thrown the challenge flag. I, it just seems like it was it was moving very at a fast pace. Like, yeah. that whole, that, it was moving very fast. I feel like he should have thrown the challenge flag. I'm surprised nobody told him, hey, Sean, throw the flag. Like, I crossed the plane. Or, yeah, uh, somebody up in the booth, like, hey, Sean, Javante crossed the plane. Um, yeah. But it's just. Like it's, it's it's hard because then if you go late, like the next drive, when Marvin Mims caught the ball out of bounds, they reviewed that play. How do you review a play like that 
but don't review a play at the goal line. Pick and choose. Like you can't pick and like that's like that's come on, man. That's ticky tack. Like now you're just saying, like, I understand the game to some people out 28 to 7 is it might be over, but come on, man. Like it's a whole quarter left. We just seen Miami uh Tennessee come back down two scores in under three minutes. Like, come on, man. You like I I know the rest probably think the game is over, but you gotta give us a chance. You can't just not review a play like that. Like two plays like that at the one. Come on, man. You can't do that. Were you like and, and I want to hear? Well, I mean, the rest they saw it. No, they didn't. Ain't no way you could you on both of the plays you couldn't even tell. Like you can't tell just by looking at that. I'm sorry, you can't. There are players blocking the view, but it's just yeah. Hard. Those plays they do impact the results of the game. I know a lot of people may think we're delusional saying this, but look back at Week Four against the Bears. We came back 28 to seven and won the game. Look back at the the Lions and the Saints just two weeks ago. I know the Lions won, but they nearly blew a 21 yeah. point lead. So like the, these plays do matter. It's we absolutely 100 got robbed three plays in a row. Just just wild, wild by the I mean, who's surprised at this point, really. Like at this point, I don't even really get mad by it. And I know we got destroyed today. That's so it makes that much easier to like not be super mad about it. And yeah. maybe if it's a close game like the commanders game where I'm still pissed off about that play. Oh God, bro. But like, at the same time, like the officiating needs to be like spot on throughout a whole. I know they're not gonna be perfect, they're we're all humans and all that. People make mistakes, but it's it's everything if it's like a every series thing and every single game like it's just it's getting out of hand they pick and choose when they want to review plays like what the hell like roger goodell are we going to make any differences with this like we need to start giving them punishments too start giving yeah them man punishment. like something like why like, are we punishing the players all the time but the refs don't get any type, yeah, type like, of damn punishment yeah like come on like 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 they have the power to dictate so much and it's like when they mess up it's just Oh man, you're not you're not making the Pro Bowl. You're not going to the Super Bowl. Like what? Like come on, bro. Like it's got to be more of a punishment to that. Like if you're blowing, like those are touchdowns. I don't care what anybody want to say. Like it's a two that makes it a two possession game with the well. I can't remember how much time was left, but you had most of the third quarter left and the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, and you just and we had to settle for a field goal. It that that was hard to watch. I I was in disbelief. I could not believe that they just didn't like take a second to say. The first, all the just the players, the 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 last players under review. How hard would that have been just to make sure you didn't make the right the wrong call? Exactly. It's just it's poor, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. Also, in today's game, tackling was just horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. You, you can't really. I know we were a little bit, uh, you know, defending uh, the defense a little bit, but man, the tackling is inexcusable. We can't randomly just keep like be amazing at tackling one week and the next week just look like this. Like it's getting out of hand, and it always seems like it's against the really fast off, like fast paced offenses. Like Jameer Gibbs, he was looking like prime Barry Sanders today. Like I, I don't know, man. We just could not tackle the dude to save your life. It, it feels yeah. like it, it felt like almost a, like a, a mini version of Devon A. Chain in week three where he just running past guys and guys are just like barely you know getting a hand on him and he just doing whatever he wants like throwing guys around like it's another week where the broncos defense just feels like it feels like it's a little bit too slow for fast-paced offenses um and that's just the way you can't play like that i mean any quick quick pace offense they know they can get a ball in a speedy receiver's hands or uh you know a pass catching running back and they know they're going to do work with our defense because when you have uh, a guy like josie jewel missing 100 tackles in today's game it's going to be pretty <laughs> easy for you to pick up first downs in short space yeah um i just it's the same thing like you said in the miami game when you got fast guys i just feel like i thought van joseph would maybe adjust 
just in general, like run a little bit more man coverage than zone. Golf was killing us in zone. Um, when you're going up against a team like that, where they're built, their offense is built for the play action, you know, that means it's going to be a lot of slip out. So running man is kind of the best. But Josie Jewel didn't have his best game today. I mean, it was plays where he was just – I saw him sitting, I think it was a, a, a third down, maybe in the first half, when Goff was, had pressure and he hit Laporta and Josie Jewel was just kind of sitting there like, come on, man, like wake mm -hmm. up. But, I mean, it's been like that. Like these Vans, Joseph defenses, I'm not trying to get on them or anything, but they're, they're known. I mean, we know this. They're known for being not the best at tackling. They kind of – they were better at it over the last few weeks. But, I mean, today – it was pretty bad, but the Lions are a fast team. Um, it was just – I thought we were going to match up better with them. I didn't really like how the matchups looked. Like, just in terms of, like, what DBs, like, who got – like, who we had on who today, I didn't really like the matchups. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't I didn't like Sertan on Laporta. I'm like, you got Justin Simmons. Like, why – I didn't like seeing P.J. Locke playing a lot of corner. I mean, he did great, but – I mean, I saw one play. Mike Purcell was in zone. I think they had him on a spy or something. I was like, what the hell is Van Joseph calling? Like, don't ever want to see how they had uh, Alex Singleton on uh, Khalif Raymond. I'm like, yeah, this. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, nah. I'm like, because today looked like the, the days where he called an Arizona defense. Matchups were kind of all over the place. Ben Johnson definitely had to throw him a curveball or something. I don't know what happened, but Jordan touched yeah. on it. Yeah, Jordan touched on it that it was going to be a coaching mismatch. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but, I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, I'm going to go back and watch the, all the film on it and be like, God, Ben Johnson killed him. Yeah, I, I when I look at it, I don't think he intentionally was putting these, like, linebackers on a quick, speedy receiver. It was literally just, like, our play calls weren't matched to their play calls, and it's like your, your defense can't really audible and change the whole formation. So yeah. whatever you're kind of aligned to, like, you can switch, you know, you know, make little bit switches uh, from here and there, like, on certain parts of the field, uh, depending if you're a man or zone. Um, but it felt like, man, like the – I'm not saying it's the play calling at all. I, I just feel like the, they definitely got the best of us with, with like, mismatches uh on like at wide receiver tight end and i like you bring up the justice simmons thing too like i feel like we he did so well against tj hawkinson against the vikings and um you just didn't see him at all on uh, sam laporta <laughs> today and just simmons had one of our honestly one of the only good games in our secondary today besides ps2 like he he did play well um so uh speaking of the secondary i thought pj Locke had a pretty bad game as well Huge fan of PJ Locke. Still think he's our franchise safety. I want to see him starting for the remainder of the season. Absolutely. But um, he definitely missed a few tackles today around two to three and was uh, not that great in coverage. Got beat off um, the line of scrimmage a little bit uh, in zone. So looking to see him bounce back, but um, not too worried about it at all, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a like I said, man, they got picked apart. Um, but I think, you know, moving forward, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they kind of needed this. They've been dominating the league over the last like month or so. So, I mean, this is definitely humbling, but I think, um, I think they'll learn from it. I think, you know, they just, it, it to me, it just came down. He just got out coached. Like that's just what Van Joseph just got. He got beat today and, you know, he hasn't got beat in a while. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about PJ. I think PJ bounced back. Um, I mean, he, he made, he still made some good plays. It was just, like you said, the missed tackles and, he would just put out a place. They had him one-on-one -on, -one on some guys that he shouldn't have been one-on-one -on -one against. Some really around. tough matchups for a safety. Like, come on, man. But he still made – he made a good play. He made a good breakup in the end zone that saved the yeah. touchdown. Like, it was yeah. really – I was not – I'm like, he, look, he looked like PS2 on that breakup. Like, I, he, he looked – but overall, he'll bounce back.
Yeah, he still shows very, very promising flashes, uh, especially when he's playing one on one. It's not even what, not even Kajak was doing what he's doing. They're asking a lot out of PJ. Like, I hope people realize that, um, take that into account. Um, So, we talked about the tackling offensive line. Um, So, that wraps up pretty much the most of the bad uh, in today's game. Um, So good. I think probably the only good thing that came out of today's game, we talked about Justin Simmons having a good game, obviously, all that. I thought Jerry Judy had a pretty good uh, bounce-back game today. Like, maybe there's a few plays here and there, but overall, led the team in targets, led the team in receptions, receiving yards. Like, thought he did. He's pretty much the only life of our offense today. Yeah, and he needs to be in a slot a lot more, in my opinion. I think that should be his go-to moving forward. But I did like what I saw in the second half, moving the ball. I know the Lions are playing a lot of, like, prevent and everything. So the offense, you know, it they look a little better than they usually do. But, um, yeah, I was surprised. I mean, he got, like, seven targets today. Yeah. That's not normal. Um, but I did like the, I did like what he did. Um, it, it showed that you give him the ball, he's going to make plays. He made some really good ones. I think Sean, Sean's going to start giving him the ball more. And I'm, I'm kind of mad that it took this long for him to realize it. But, I mean, he's going to give him the ball more, I think, moving forward. Um, a, a positive I do want to say, Drew Sanders and Riley Moss, they they played today, and I'm not going to lie, they they played pretty good. Like, Riley Moss had that huge tackle on special teams, which is yeah. – I mean, that was a really good tackle because most guys break out of that like 99% of the time. And Drew Sanders had in – I mean, I was surprised that he was playing. They played him at edge. They dropped him back in some coverage. And Chris Harris even tweeted, like, you know, once the game slows down for Drew Sanders, he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be – He's gonna be one of those guys that can Broncos are gonna be able to do so much with him. And he's gonna he's gonna be like I said before, he's gonna be one of our really good linebackers moving forward. Cause I mean, today just it was just a little glimpse of it. You could see like the speed is ridiculous. Just the way he was just flying, like it they had him in coverage on some plays, and he was just I mean, he did really well. Yeah, he's he's so raw to the position too. Like he literally is coming off playing linebacker at Arkansas. They had a, they forced him to play linebacker the first uh, chunk of games this season, and they're finally moving over to edge. And it feels like he's just kind of learning things right now. He's just kind of trying to get the you know um, the grasp of the game and learning the edge position, similar to how Baron Browning was before he started uh, playing pretty solid this year. Um, but yeah, overall the pass rush unit didn't not get the most pressure today, but there's still uh, some pro- you know promising flashes from Drew Sanders and uh, company. Um, I still I'm still a really big fan of Baron Browning. He made a few good plays, but overall I'm still on full on board. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show like we need Edge in the first round. In my opinion, um, Edge has to be yeah. priority first round. Like you gotta. I don't care if you trade up or trade down to get someone like, please, I don't care if you double dip, go back to back edge rushers. Like we need edge so damn bad. Like we really do. It feels like pressure is just a consistent issue every week in my opinion. Yeah. I think depth in the interior too, because Tyler Lancaster yeah. and Matt Hennigson look, man, I mean, Jesus Christ is, I mean, like you just need better depth all around. I think at the defensive line, like, I see people mocking us to get Chop Robinson. Hopefully he's available. But, yeah, definitely edge. If not, sign somebody instantly. I don't care. Look, the Broncos, your money has to go to the pass rush because let's not get it. The secondary is fine. Nobody is tripping about the secondary. But you need to get some pressure up front because it's like every other game. You know what I'm saying? Like one game is like this. The next game is like the Chargers game where they just go ballistic. Um, But, yeah, we definitely need some help on the edge. I mean, Jonathan Cooper, they're not playing bad. It's just it's not consistent enough. Like, I mean, they're but they're like Jonathan Cooper reminds like reminds me of like some of the guys we had when we won the Super Bowl. Great depth pieces that can come in when the starters, you know, like on, on a rotation that can do really well. 
but we need a premier guy. And it's we need one really, really bad. Like, I think that's going to be the main issue that we're trying to fix. I know people are going to put, we need a quarterback, we need a wide receiver. We need edge. edge. Edge has to be the number one position on all across the board. Everybody in that building has to be edge rusher. We are missing a Batman to a Robin right now. We we only have one B pass rushers on the on our roster right now. Yes. We don't have a one A. That's what I feel like. That's where I'm not nat- giving a knack on Nick Benito, Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper. Those are good pass rushers, but they're not going to get it done themselves. Like we need a big, we need them as the complement to, uh, you know, like the Jets taking Will McDonald and kind of transforming their pass rush, like something like that. Like we need to find a Batman in this in this uh, upcoming first round of the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. Or in free agents. It's some really good edge rusher free agents. Yeah. I, I know Daniel I know been linked to Daniel Hunter. I feel like the Vikings go offer him a bag though, because he might yeah. finish leading the league in sacks. It's like a four-way tie between some guys. But um, man, if, if if he hits the market, Broncos better throw whatever change they have, any money they have, throw it at Daniel Hunter. He's because he could change his defense drastically. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, uh, that's pretty much it for today's show. Um, like I said, man, tough tough loss, 42-17. to 17. Never want to see your team go down by that much. But I just want to end off the show saying there is still hope. The yeah. Broncos went out there more. I believe they have a 92, 90, something like that percent chance to go into the playoffs. Like Still very, very uh, favorable chances because of our di- division wins over the Chiefs, the Chargers, and obviously taking down the Bills and other teams uh, during that win streak. Um, and it's a very f- favorable schedule as well. Well, so that's what makes it, you know, still much easier. I know we dropped to like the 11th seed or something like that, but after Sunday, we should go up a little bit more. Um, just another reminder of the teams you should be rooting for tomorrow on Sunday. Um, if you guys are listening to the show tonight on Saturday or tomorrow, whenever, um, you should be rooting number one for Dallas over Buffalo. Me, a uh, big time uh, Cowboys fans tomorrow. Um, and then also root for Tennessee over Houston. CJ Stroud is out for that one. Former Broncos quarterback Case Keenan will be getting his first start in quite some time. So I think uh, Tennessee could play a spoiler in that one <laughs> after uh, they, they beat the uh, the Dolphins previously. Um, also root for uh, Bears over the Browns, root for the Ravens over the Jags, root for New England over KC, and root for the Dolphins over New York. So hopefully, with uh, those, uh, those games and the schedule the broncos can jump up a few seeds and they can take uh back control um you know for that seventh seed over uh new england on uh, christmas eve yeah um yeah i want to end off on a good note too look man tough loss but i think we'll be fine i think out of everybody left we got the easier schedule i know um casey's got a pretty easy one but i think we it's very manageable if the broncos like hey look man it's literally win or go home like if you lose any one of these three games you're not yeah. in like, I'm sorry, you're not going to make it. Um, but I think we can run the table. I think this is the one loss that we needed uh, moving forward. Like, I feel like this was the loss. That, that's like, okay, now we're good. Like, let's just lock in on these. And, I mean, it's two divisional games. Look, the Chargers and the Raiders. Look, I, I mean, the Chargers and the Patriots, I think we'll win those games. The Patriots game is at home, right? Yes. Yeah, I I, I think we'll win that game. Uh, the Chargers game is at home and the Raiders game now. That's the one game I'm not really too worried about it. It's it's a little concerning. I won't lie and say I'm not. I'm gonna be a little nervous, obviously, but I think we'll take care of business. I I, I don't even though the Raiders just whooped on. I mean the Chargers are they're a train wreck, but I mean, um, just Bronco fans. I think we'll be fine. I think that we will win out. Um, the Raiders game kind of scared me, but I think we'll be good. I think we'll find a way to come out and win it. I don't think the Raiders have enough just to 
beat us. I'll be honest. I, I just don't see it happening. I think the Broncos know what's at stake. I think they know they have to win out. Every game here on out is a playoff game. Literally, it's either win or go home because you can't lose. Like, unless some some drastic happens where um, – Lord behold, KC loose to New England or the, the Bears upset the Browns or something crazy like that happening, you got to win out. Like, there's a 100%, like, you have a 92% chance to make it if you win out. And that's why I really wasn't tripping because it went from 99 to 92. So I, I still think we'll make it. Bronco fans will be good. Yeah. Broncos truly do uh, control their own destiny to the playoffs. Very, very excited for the ne these next three games. Our episodes are about to get crazy. Speaking of, uh, stay tuned for this upcoming week. We have arguably uh probably our best guest on the show ever so i uh, don't want to build up the hype too much on that but for those of you guys that stayed to the very end you guys will be the only ones that know about this uh this guest coming on the show um so make sure you guys are staying tuned uh on the show whether you're listening on youtube leave a like subscribe help us grow our channel stay tuned for that by turning on post notifications and please show support over there on spotify and apple Podcasts as well but with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac. Until the next one, peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody.